I know you're gonna dig this. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to another fun-filled, fun-packed episode of Conversations dot, 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 dot. My name is Will, and today I get the honor and privilege to sit down and talk to a person I'm getting to know. Uh, I had a chance to really kind of uh, talk with him a little bit on Facebook, and then I think I saw a picture of him at Gen Con. He was drawn on a table. I was like, wait a minute, that's Gen Con. Okay, wait a minute, I know Gen Con. And then it's like I saw Heroclix maps, and I was like, wait a minute, those are Heroclix maps. Does he play Heroclix? Because I play Heroclix, you know. And so then I was like, then I started asking him stuff, and then uh, we just got into some interesting conversations. And today we kind of got into one. I was like, you know, yeah, let's talk about that, but let's just have some fun too. Let's uh, have some fun. Yeah. So first of all, uh, Mr. Clark, say hello to everybody. Hello. Um, my name is Antonio Clark. I am a full-time illustrator, a freelance illustrator. Um, I've done. I've worked with so many different companies not any comic companies actually not just yet um but i've worked with everyone from google facebook um all the way up to oprah okay and a little bit in between so um it, it's been it's been very nice i live in new york city i'm originally from baltimore maryland that's where i'm from okay. seven years ago I, I decided i wanted to you know give it a shot at doing this art thing. So I jumped in the deep end of the pool and moved to New York City and seven years, uh, this August, August 2nd actually was my seven year anniversary of, of living in New York, being an artist full time. So, okay. and, and as you mentioned, I am a Heroclix player. I've been playing since like around 2004, 2005. Okay, so I understand, and, so I started playing. Yeah, and um, you know, when I, I, I um, am a former play tester for Heroclix, so play testing oh does they, exist. They, they actually have those. Yeah, play testing, <laughs> play testing does exist. So, um, so I, I I love the Hero Clicks is my favorite game I've ever played. Um, it just really is, but that's just because I'm a comic fan. So yeah. you know, I've been reading comics since I was eight, and I'm in my forties now. So yeah. you know, I I am a comic aficionado, which was one of the reasons why I I was was great at uh, play testing. So so yeah. Definitely, that sounds cool. So I was going to ask a question. You mentioned working with Oprah. First of all, did you get a car? <laughs> no, not uh, at the. She wasn't in the car giving business. This was literally two years right before the pandemic. I had been working with her at Weight Watchers, traveling around the USA and in Canada, um, where I was drawing people. Uh, at they were rebranding the Weight Watchers into WW, and mm -hmm. we were having these uh, events, these one day events called Do Good where we would have um, a walk and we would have stations and things of that nature. We started it was the first year we did it. We had six shows around the U.S. and Canada. It went so well. The next year we did 16 shows. Oh, wow. So it was um, it was pretty amazing. And uh, it was pretty amazing. So I've, I've gotten to know and meet a, a, just a slew of amazing people through the years um, and through the many travels that I had working with her and the other company. And like I said, other companies that I worked for, it's, it's, it's been a blessing for sure. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that at all, man. And we'll definitely delve back into some of that because I'm, I'm intrigued because, you know, I, I got to see one of your videos on YouTube as I was doing a little research on you. One of the things that, talked, that you talked about was the idea of um, really focusing on, like, I think one of the issues that was really funny was you can't put a piece of paper in front of me without me wanting to draw something on it. 
It's oh, yeah. I always draw, even if I'm drawing like one minute a day, I'm always drawing something every day because I want to continue to get better at it. And I just thought about that. I said, that's kind of been my mantra most of my life has been as long as I can hold a pencil while I was drawing something. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I say the same thing about hero clicks. I said, I'll, I'll keep playing hero clicks until I can no longer hold dice in my hand. Yeah. Um, but, but yes, um, when it comes to art, I've been drawing since I was a kid and it is in my lifeblood, which is, I mean, I was a soldier in the military. I was in the army for some years and I've done every menial job under the sun from working at Burger King to corporate America. I've done everything in between in the years that I've had. And um, art has been the mainstay. You know, I have pictures, you know, on my Facebook and, and on my, my other social media of me being in the army, still doing art. You know, um, they have something called a challenge coin. Um, and anyone that's familiar with the military will know what it is when you do a great job or something um, outstanding. They give you a coin. It usually has your, your unit on it and like a saying. My last duty station in um, um, Fort Carson in Colorado, Springs did not have a challenge coin. So my commander came up to me and said, hey, Clark, why don't you come up and make up a, a challenge coin? And I said, yes, sir. So that to me, that's my highest artistic achievement because that's something that will outlive me the military right. will still be here good bad in between and it's like you know that's something that still stands so um, that's a, a a big honor for me to be not only asked but to um to be able to contribute to something again that's way bigger than me and it's been around way longer than i have mm -hmm. and i'll say first of all uh thank you for your service by the I way that. Uh, thank you my dad career uh, army it still works mm -hmm. with government in Germany even now. And so nice. he's one of the few people. It, it's funny because every every time I check uh, analytics, you know, it's always like you have one percentile of listeners in Germany. It's like that's my dad. <laughs> <laughs> that's my dad. <laughs> so I know I know dad's listening, so you know, yeah. But anyway, um the next thing I want to ask you about is just so because I'm I'm gonna geek with yourself too. I mean that's the thing. Go for it. Let's go, let's go. Let's go. Go for it. Uh so first things first, uh, I saw a lot of your pictures. I love the collar ad that you did on your YouTube channel, by the way. I subscribed just off of that. Uh, so I'll be going to watch other stuff that you did as well. Because it's like, collar you mentioned something about, you know, yeah, I love when collar would do the shapes and everything. He would make the water into like the base and he would do the battling and everything like that. I think my favorite scene ever involving collar in and Young Justice so far, but I own the first two seasons on DVD. Uh, <laughs> It's, um, it's a it's a good series, man. It's a good yeah. series. Mm -hmm. It's when uh, the, the, it's not Blue Beetle, but it's the other Beetle that's like trying to take over everything. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, uh -huh. He's all he's all like, you know, all the villains are in the room in the cavern, and then he says something like, "Nobody, nobody needs nobody uh, can guarantee that you meat bags will walk out of here alive." And then Black Manta says, "Black Manta guarantees that himself," and it's just like, <laughs> "Okay, there's the gauntlet thrown." They gave Black Manta his flowers in that series for sure. Like, mm -hmm. you know, again, Black Manta, like Aquaman in the um, Super Friends, was kind of like a joke character because Black Manta was, you know, Aquaman's, you know, arch enemy. So they've definitely in the last like maybe 20 plus years or so have really given Black Manta his flowers, especially like in the last 10 or so. They've really yeah. given him his, especially since especially since Young Justice started. They've been giving him his flowers and yeah. being well, like, even in the Aquaman. Yeah, well, even in the Aquaman movie, he's a killer. He's a like, he's a 
And it's like, see, you know, that's what I like about a good villain. A good villain for me is someone, if you're going to actually be evil and you're not going to be the, oh, I'm just being evil because like I'm trying to do the right thing and it looks wrong in the eyes of a hero. Yeah. But if you're like, I'm evil, I'm doing evil things. I want you to be an evil person. And Black Manta is, I mean, they kind of did a teeny bit in the Young Justice, but like in the comic, Black Manta is like, I'm doing bad things. Right. Like there's no gray area. Like I'm doing bad things. So when I meet Aquaman, like it's on site. It's, it's yep. time. I want to, and I want to kill him. I don't just want to harm you. I'm trying to kill you. So I wanna, like, yeah, I want to take out your legacy because I know in the comics, there is a big thing about how like, Aquaman apparently did something to where like he ended up losing his actual son. So like the Aqualad who was in the comics for a long time, it's actually his first son. So it's funny how they carried that over to Colorado when they mm-hmm. did the justice. So I was like, okay, that's interesting. I like I like where they're going with this, you know, and, and, and how they're doing it. And like I said, Black Manta just Black Manta held his own. Like he was just he was he was right there. If you looked at him in Young Justice, especially like he was right there with the big dogs. I mean, if you look at like Lex Luthor and um Killian, uh, uh, Killian, no, no, Clarion, the witch boy, and some of the other, yeah, Clarion, uh, Clarion, yeah, Clarion, Clarion the witch the boy, witch boy. and, uh, and uh, even Vandal Savage, and, like, he was in that higher echelon of villains, like, you didn't mess with Black, uh, Black uh, Manta. Th- that's crazy to me, though, it's so crazy to me, because, like, when you think about Vandal Savage, Vandal Savage, again, his wealth of knowledge and power is so vast in the DCU, and then you say like a clarion the witch boy who isn't as powerful as say like a dr fate or even maybe like a satana but like he's still pretty powerful uh, as a magician my favorite young justice comic is when he turned all the adults to kids and the kids world without, to adults yeah, world without uh world without grown-ups um so like i i love that right um and so i Having Black Manta, like you said, having Black Manta in that upper echelon really shows the respect. Like, again, they've given him his flowers, which is always a great thing um, to see a character that's been around, but especially to see a Black character get his flowers. And I didn't realize um, he was Black until Justice with Alex Ross. That was the first time I was like, wait, he's a Black dude under there? Like, A lot of people felt the same way you did. Like, how did I not know this? <laughs> a lot. It's not because it's not, you know... I, the, the good thing about that about that is I call it like the Metroid effect, right? When you're playing Metroid, you're you playing Metroid. You don't armor. know that it's Samus is a is a woman. Yeah. You just see an armored up badass that's 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 killing all this stuff, and you're like, yeah. wow. And then you get to the end, and you're like, oh snap, it's a female. Well, that makes it to me. It makes it even more badass. I'm like, oh, a woman did all this. This is this is amazing. So right. like Black Manta being who he was is like okay, he's doing all this cool stuff. Oh. And he's a black character, like well, yeah. then that's just like sprinkles in the cherries on top, like exactly. Sunday, so. It's and it's interesting too. You mentioned Samus because as soon as you said that, I thought that thought, and I never thought I needed this in my life, but I kind of feel like it'd be awesome to have a uh, Ripley and Samus team up in a comic book at some point. Mm. Sam, see, the only thing is, you then have to give Ripley a complete upgrade because. What Samus endures as far as when I think about Metroid and I think about all the things that that um excuse me. When I think about all the things that Samus has endured, like through gameplay, Ripley's out of her league, right? 
out of she's out of her league. And even though the aliens are formidable, they are still just like insects, essentially, like hive mind insects. Right. They're not like predators where they're highly intelligent. They're hive mind like kind of insects, you know, like kind of like the brood. They're going to overwhelm you with numbers, not with like in, superior intellect or anything like that. Not again, not taking anything away from Ripley, but the that that analogy is why i always say that the batman and this is this is a, a a complete hot take from me and this is my personal opinion of course uh, I, I you know when i think about people saying this is my personal opinion of course it's your personal opinion if you're sharing it you know um right. anyway but i think batman makes the justice league weak as a matter of fact i think so. i think it makes it, yeah i think okay. it makes I, I honestly because when you so say like when when the new 52 started and then you had Batman, you had the the different covers of the Justice League and stuff like that. There's a cover where everyone is flying and Batman is on a motorcycle. <laughs> and, Batman, and Batman's out in like front of everyone. And like Superman has the most like, why am I even flying next to you? Like I can fly. And I'm keeping up with a motorcycle. And even the fastest motorcycle shouldn't be able to keep up with the Flash, a cyborg, Wonder Woman, Green Lantern. The fastest motorcycle on Earth can't keep up with them when they're actually flying like fast. So when you tell me that Batman, of course, Batman's a great detective. Batman's a great fighter. He's a great strategist. But you mean to tell me detective, strategist, and fighter you don't have a good detective strategist or fighter on the rest of the Justice League. You have like Martian, Martian Man- Manhunter. You have Martian Manhunter. You hold up. You have Martian Manhunter, who is an alien telepath as strong as Superman, that's also a detective. You have a forensic scientist who is also part detective in the Flash that can move faster than Batman could blink. You also have the Man of Tomorrow today, which is Superman, mm-hmm. which they downplay the intelligence of Superman knowing that Batman, even though they probably would write it and they have written it that way where he can kind of go to the Fortress of Solitude. But if you just were to drop Batman in some of the Fortress of Solitude stuff, he would not understand some of that alien tech that yeah. Superman does. Yeah. And then and you Superman, have... And Superman has science in his genetics. It's in his that. genetics. It's not this. And then you have... Yeah. Then you have Cyborg, who is the internet. So you mean to tell me Batman's smarter than Cyborg? Hold on. Smarter than Cyborg? Uh, who in the new 52 they they added the mother box inside of him so you mean to tell me he's smarter than him then you also tell me that batman's a better fighter than diana absolutely not he's not he's so he's not even the best fighter he's not the smartest and he's not the strongest or the quickest or this like the wittiest you know what when it comes to wit and everything like that on the justice league but he is the most vulnerable on the justice league because he, uh, of everyone, he is the one that if you shot a bullet, he's the one that's most likely to actually get hit before anyone else. Now, again, I know lots of Batman fans that will argue me into the ground. And I got I wear Superman stuff all the time. Um, my last name is Clark, so I wear Superman stuff all the time. But I love Batman stories in Gotham. I think in Gotham, Batman is king, which is how he should be. And I love that. But when you talk about stuff like Dark Side and the League, you have to bring those characters down to make it so that Batman beats them. Even when you think about like Thanos in the MCU, it wasn't Tony Stark, which is essentially Batman, right, with armor on. You didn't have Tony Stark 
Tony Stark was the one that ended up doing it. That's because he had tech, like tech that can handle that. Batman doesn't have any tech on a regular basis that makes it so that he can handle the stuff that's on the Justice League. He gets it eventually. In, in recent times, he had the dark side armor and stuff like that. But um, on a regular random day, if they're on a mission somewhere and aliens invade, Bat it's just like the, in, in Batman versus Superman, when Doomsday came, Batman got out the way. It was Wonder Woman and Superman that were fighting Doomsday. Batman was, if, if, and if Wonder Woman had saved him, Batman probably would have been fried. Batman's like, I'm the distraction. <laughs> here we go and that's perfectly fine except for the fact that you have the flash that can do exactly that and not actually probably get hurt and is fast enough to be a distraction without being hurt right. that's the thing about that but so, that's my little rant my little hold, rant about hold on because you now you got me thinking and so here's the thing then you've got uh elongated man you got plastic man who is a former criminal uh who can think just as well if not better i mean yeah uh, Ralph Dibby, of course, is a long man, is a detective. Um, you've got Plastic Man. You've got Steel. If you want to talk about tech, I mean, you got to talk about tech. You got Steel, who's, who's your tech master, pretty much. I mean, you've got access to Toy Man Jr. that they introduced in New 52. You know, I mean, you've got all these other people. It's like tons, tons. You know, so I hadn't really thought about it. I always looked at it as Batman just somehow had enough time to prep against everything. I remember. Remember the comic book line before the New 52 where they did the whole thing where Batman took figured out how to take down every member of the League? Tower of Babel. Tower and of Babel. And then, of course, they adapted that into Justice League. I think it was Justice League War, which is, I think, uh, uh, Dwayne McDuffie's last uh, big hurrah for the animated series before he passed away. Mm -hmm. And uh, where they basically took Vandal Savage and made him the guy who found out, like Miramaster and some of the others, Cheetah, Bane, and some of the others. We're able to get the plan and start taking apart the league. And I'm just like, but my question then becomes, okay, so when did Batman have time? Like, like how much time does one man have in the course of a campaign where he's fighting crime in Gotham and running around with the Justice League? How much time does he have to sit down and break down all of his team members plus all of these bad guys he's supposedly able to fight plus when the bad are, guys he has just in Gotham? Well, think about it this way, right? While most like the way they usually portray Batman, he doesn't get a lot of sleep, first of all, right? Yeah. So when you think about the time from the time that he has to pretend to Bruce Wayne, right? So he's doing the acting job of Bruce Wayne in the daytime for a little bit because he's rich, so he doesn't have to do that. So let's just say he gets like six hours of sleep. Let's just say he goes off six hours of sleep. That's still plenty of time for him to have like another maybe four hours, right? Or so to do do that deep diving research on people, and then take another ten hours and be up all night fighting crime, and then because think about it, Batman probably fights crime till about maybe like four or five in the morning. Let's just say around from maybe like like nightfall, which in in daylight saving time, even though we got rid of that. So let's just say around from like eight thirty to you know maybe four in the morning batman's fighting crime that's not like the longest period of time that's eight hours essentially essentially yeah. he works at a, he works the night shift essentially yeah right? the fact that when the sun when intense, the sun's up he's gone yeah he's doing yeah. intense physical work though like he's not just he's not just sitting in a ship just flying over top he was mm -hmm. running rooftops he's jumping he's on rooftops speeding criminals up you know, see that, i think that's yeah. the thing is batman batman has has made it so that 
him training before he came became Batman made it so that when he became Batman, the training that he already had to become Batman just made it so that like he got better at being Batman the more he did it, right? right. So it's called once I learned how to fight, once I learned how to scale and shoot things and stuff like that, now when I do it, I just get better at it. So, you know, I mean, it's just like going back into military training. Once you first start learning how to shoot, you might not be a great shot off the, the brick, but once you shoot, once you have your basics down, and now I shoot that same target for the fifth time, sixth time, now I probably can hit it bullseye yeah. or damn near bullseye because I've done it. So it's, it's that muscle. It's the same thing with art, right? I teach people all the time. It's muscle memory. You draw until it's muscle memory. Till, till for me, drawing is like, it's like breathing. Like I can just do it with, without even thinking about it. Right. So it's the same thing. I'm sure Batman and every hero in this, like Spidey's my favorite hero. So I'm sure once the the 10th time Spidey was swinging webs, he was way better than the first time he, that, that 10th night that he went out swinging and being Spider-Man was way better than the first night. Yeah, You know what I'm saying? So I think yeah. that's the only thing about Batman. So it does, he doesn't have to quote unquote train the same way it's probably more like making sure his body can endure everything that's the, that's what I've, I've gotten from batman more than uh, anything you know what i'm saying because uh, think about it once you know how to say like once he, he's mastered throwing a, a batarang i don't think he just sits there and just throws batarangs right you know what i'm saying once he, he's mastered like how to throw it in the trajectory of, of everything once he knows how to throw a punch maybe he might do a little bit of kata work but i don't see batman in the bat cave just sitting down there do it, you know, quote unquote training, you know, yeah. I think he's, he, it's just who he is at this point, you know? Yeah, that makes sense. That, that makes sense. It, it's just interesting that you brought up the whole idea that that's like, he, you know, they're, they're, the league is basically slowing down. It's kind of reminds me, uh, best way that I could think of it is old school WWE back when the Diva era was a thing. Okay. Yeah, like your, your, your Nikki Bella and the Bella twins and some of your other wrestlers like Kelly Kelly and people like that who weren't real wrestlers. They were more like they were models, basically. Models, so yeah. When you had people like, say, a Victoria or a uh, Molly Holly in the ring with them, they had to slow down their tempo because these girls couldn't go through the same maneuvers that they could. Not the same, yeah. You know, and so you take a take somebody like, say, a Trish Dattis, who she started off as a ballet too, but she sat down in the things and started learning how to wrestle with Fit Finley and some of the others so that she got to the point where she could wrestle with the leaders and the Mickey Jameses and the other people that came into her fray. And the- but that's what it is. That's yeah. I mean that's it, that's that's in a real in a real like you know in a real context in real world context that's exactly what it is. It's called having Batman makes it so that we absolutely actually have to when you talk talking about these world destroying people, you know that nine times out of ten, everyone on the league, maybe except for him and the Flash, can actually take a, a punch or a shot from these people. Batman might not might be able to take a punch and he can and he's been shown to. But if we really want to look at it in a anywhere of any sort of realistic way, Batman should be the first person that should be hurt by any of these main people. Like when you talk about a, a shot from um Solomon Grundy, Batman can't take a full-on shot from Solomon Grundy. He died. Like Batman's tech that he normally runs around with wouldn't allow that. And Batman his prep, the prep time thing, it's been shown to be false so many different times. Why? Because let's just say the first time Batman went up against Deathstroke, the, the Terminator, he waxed, Deathstroke waxed him. 
and told him, he said, I don't want to kill you, Batman, but if you if I see you again and you get in my way, I'm going to kill you. He left him on the ledge of a building, literally, Deathstroke. And Deathstroke and him both wear kind of Kevlar and everything like that. And they're both guys that do, you know, martial arts and they have gadgets and stuff like that. And, and but Deathstroke is kind of like, I guess I want to say Deathstroke is close to like a Captain America or like, yeah, Captain America. I would think more like Winter Soldier because he's definitely more of the, the sniper. Yeah, super soldier. Too. Okay, in a situation where you can snipe somebody from a thousand feet away, does Batman have a chance to dodge a bullet if he doesn't know it's coming? Of course not. You know of what I mean? Not. You look at Dark Side, somebody says, well, because like in one of the books in New 52, like he dodged the Omega Beam. I'm like, wait a minute, Superman can't even dodge And he's the, the only Omega person beam. I could. Like Superman has flown faster than the speed of light and it follows him. The only way they were able to break it is if Flash is able to create a parallel between an alternate dimension fast enough to where the Omega Beams went into it and disappeared. And somewhere in the alternate dimension, somebody just got waxed for no reason. Somebody just died. <laughs> I think that's my that's my that's my issue with Batman because then they had to do the female counterpart. Who's the female Batman counterpart right now? Harley Quinn. Harley Quinn is the female Batman counterpart where there's no way that Harley should be able to contend with the league, right? Then what did they do a couple years back? Suicide Squad versus Justice League. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Batman solos the whole Justice League. As a matter of fact, Wonder Woman solos the whole I mean, not the whole Justice League, but even though the League of One is my favorite Wonder Woman story where she actually does kind of solo the, the league, but she so Wonder Woman by herself solos the Suicide Squad. There's nobody on there that can contest with Wonder Woman's speed, fighting skills, and like just strength. Like nobody's stronger than her, nobody's faster than her. But there was a story, um, I forgot what it was, where they were trying to figure out who this killer was and they tried to apprehend. They made it so Harley Quinn was was quick enough and sly enough to steal Wonder Woman's lasso of truth. And I was like, whoa. And Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman were standing in the same room as her, and she was able to get away. I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. I know this is all fictional. I know this is all fictional. I love the the second Suicide Squad movie. I loved it overall. One of my least favorite parts is when they turn Harley Quinn into John Wick. And I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. You, I'm fine with her being acrobatic and being like a somewhat of a good fighter and stuff like that. And even having some gun now, like some gun stuff. But she went full on John Wick on everybody. And I'm like, hold on, hold on. Unlimited headshots. Anytime I see an action movie, I'm like, yo, unlimited headshots. Like for real, for real, unlimited headshots. Mm -hmm. Like you hitting everybody in the head. Like you had Idris Elba as Bloodsport in that movie and he didn't get infinite bloodshots. He didn't get an unlimited headshots. You would think he would be the one that would do it. Get unlimited yeah. Like Deadshot in the original movie didn't get unlimited headshots. He's Deadshot. So, so that was the, so that was the thing that 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 killed me about like I liked Harley a lot better in the first Suicide Squad movie. She played more of the role that I would expect to see Harley. Still badass, but she has a bad she has more of the melee weapons that like she's used to. Not saying that she's not used to firearms working with the Joker, but there's no way that she like again, you you've raised her to a level where she shouldn't be on, I think. I think you raised her to a level where she shouldn't be at because when you talk about what you your analogy for Batman, like when does Batman get the time to train? Harley was just a psychotherapist. You know what I'm saying? She's a psychotherapist. Then they made it so like, oh, she's super acrobatic and like a, a circus performer. Okay, sure. 
But then it's like, all right, well, you're a patsy for the Joker. Like, so even you don't even really get to show your skills working for the Joker because you're right. usually just blowing things up. Or, or getting caught by get, Batman while Joker gets away. So I mean it it's that's I think that's the joy and pain of of when you watched and read comics and comic related things and fantasy and sci-fi and stuff like that for so many years. Like um, you know, when you've seen a thing a million times and you start to see it again, you see it in a certain way. It's like, hold up, man. Really, y'all still doing this? Um, again, I enjoyed the, su- the second Suicide, Suicide Squad movie. I really did. I enjoyed it overall. I thought it was cool. Them putting Starro. Starro went down way too easy, but okay, fine, good and dandy. I still enjoyed seeing it. I still like the overall feel of the movie. But certain things, I'm like, all right, man, come on. Like, let's let's do it. Don't do this. Because what you do is you raise it to a level where now, like, you can have essentially, you the way that, that they made it, you essentially could have on camera a time where you could have Gal Gadot and Margot Robbie actually fighting each other and Margot Robbie not getting her face crushed by Wonder Woman, which is the silliest <laughs> thing that I've ever even heard of as, as a comic fan. Like, but yeah, anyway. Yeah, definitely so. I mean, I hadn't really thought about that, but that's an interesting dialogue to have because, yeah, you're right. There are certain things where, and even if you look at it, to where that's the case, and even when you're dealing with the comics now, you know, you're looking at things like, of course, they just did the thing where apparently the Justice League is not the current Justice League that we have. It's a different league. It's got like things like it's Jonathan different league, Kidd. yep. Like Jonathan Kidd and uh, is, is it John Fox? That's uh, Lu- Lucius' son, other son, or whatever. Yes, That's yes. Batman. Like, uh, bat, got, bat wing. And then we got the other people that are, you know, different things. You've got Yara Floor and other things like people like that that are replaced. I love Yara Floor. She's dope. She's dope. And I, I'm kind of like. My only thing about that, and I told this to my podcast co-host, I said, I really wish that out of the ones they left, quote, alive, that Jon Stewart was the one that we got to keep. And the reason why I say Jon Stewart should have been the one we got to keep is because I think you need a military mind to lead the Justice League, especially a younger version of them. Jon Stewart is like the Hulk. Jon Stewart is like the Hulk to me. When they did uh, World War Hulk and Planet Hulk, I was amazed at that story. And I was like, the Hulk never needs to touch foot on Earth again. He needs to be in space. You put Hulk in space and now you can have everything that the Hulk can do without the same old song and dance. And now you can expand who his character is. Jon Stewart is confined by Earth. The same way how Jordan is, realistically, right? But how Jordan enjoys Earth being on Earth, right? John Stewart excels when he's off planet. Simple and plain. If you read Green Lantern is my favorite. Green Lantern and The Flash are my two favorite DC properties. Green Lantern being realistically as an artist, like my screensaver on my iPad is Kyle Rayner uh, commission that I did. Like, I, I, you know, if I had anybody's powers in DC, it would be Green Lantern. Anyway, when I think about Jon Stewart, Jon Stewart works so well. He's had so many great Green Lantern stories off planet, off Earth. When you put him back on Earth, you can put him in a box. And that's the, the issue with Jon Stewart is they can't decide whether they want to keep him on Earth or they want to take him off, off world. So I, I, when I think about the, the new Justice League, I'm okay with a revolt. If you're going to flush it, flush all, everybody. Right. Just flush everybody, because what you do is when you keep one person, what you do is you keep all the strings that are attached to that one person in 
play when they want to start something fresh and something new. We all know the league is going to come back eventually. Give yeah. it a year, so the league will come back, if not even a year. Realistically, like six months. They probably already have a, a, a issue in the can just in case it doesn't do. I will say with the stuff that's going on with Warner Media right now, if it's less than six months, I'd be surprised. Like I, I think we're gonna, I think we're gonna see a mass like exodus of a lot of these. What a dumpster fire Warner is right. It's gonna be it's gonna be a situation where we're gonna get back a lot of here because that's the biggest problem Marvel had, especially when they first started the big MCU thing was you would see these awesome movies and then you go to the comic book store and oh well Iron Man is not Tony Stark, he's Reed, it's Reed Williams now. Okay, Captain America's not Steve Rogers, it's Falcon, who they didn't know yet because Falcon had been introduced in the movies. Okay. Um uh, Thor it's female Thor who hadn't been introduced in the movies. So again, it's like it's stuff ain't lining up. So then it's like, okay, so then how do I read new stories of these people that I love in these movies? Oh, you gotta go back and get back issues. Okay, well, if you want to get cheap back issues, that's great. Well, get trades, that's fine. You don't go back and get the first appearance of Thor, forget it. That's money book. You know, yeah, but but the Iron first Man appearance of Thor is is nothing in the when when we start talking, I'm I've always persuade uh, new readers. When I've been in a comic store, I've never told a reader to go back more than realistically maybe like 10 15 years tops and usually you can get those in trades just because then you're dealing with way too much the only person that i character that i ever really had to do that with was like black panther because black panther wasn't his like the last time he had had his own series right before the series for the movie came out it had been a long time uh, christopher peace was mark zachariah Right. So it had been a long time but yeah. when he had, had his own series. But, you know, thankfully, like the Brian Stelfreeze, you know, um, art driven book had came out, which was great, um, which, you know, coincides with the story a, a lot. But I per now let me ask you this. Well, do you feel like this, the comics and the the movies have to stay like neck and neck? Do you I feel like that? Need movie them to say, I don't need them to stay neck and neck. But what I mm -hmm. do need is if you're gonna send, if you're gonna okay, because if you're gonna have the stories, at least have stories that people can go reference to. At least people that way people can follow whatever story that the, the, because Kevin Feige, of course, is doing it all now. He's over all of it, and so whatever mm -hmm. stories they want to tell in MC and Marvel proper, they can tell those stories. But it needs to be at least the characters that are in those movies. I don't need to necessarily see like you know. I don't need to necessarily for them to be like, oh, okay, well, sure, he's going to be the new Black Panther again because we want to keep it with whatever's going on. Because I honestly, she, she's not even Black Panther right now, which right. is the, the sucky part about it. But I mean, that's that's I asked you that because they those things can't keep up, right? They're never yeah. going to be able to. It takes six months to to create a movie most times, right? At least, yeah. A, a good movie takes about six months because they do reshoots and things and editing. They want everything to be right. Marvel has all the money now, or Disney has all the money that they need to make any type of Marvel movie that they want, and so they can take their time with it. So there's never going to be a time where the comics and the movies like coincide. There's always going to be like an overlap, probably by at least a year or so. Yeah. You know, like, I mean, the Eternals movie that came out was the telling of a story that came out like 15, 20 years ago, right. you know, um, the, the, even the Jane Thor in the Gore, the God Butcher, that was over like 10 years ago that, that Gore, the God Butcher came out. Like, so it's like, you, I love those stories, 
but my issue with any of the the stuff is you make it into a movie because the source material is good. Uh-huh. Keep it as true to the source material as you can. It don't got to be page for page, panel for panel. Right. But the, the, the crux of what makes it good needs to stay intact. When you take those things away, that's when you start messing things up for me. Right. So like, say like, let's to just real quick. I didn't go see Love and Thunder. Okay. Because I, I love Jane Thor. Jane Thor, that story was amazing. But from my cousin who, you know, is, we have the, we grew up together. So we got the same mind when it comes to all these type of things. And he told me his reaction to it. And I, I watched a review just to see if it was true from a, a, a person that, again, online that I respect their, um, their reaction. I was like, I don't want to see this movie because it's going to upset me. I don't like Jokey Thor. Jokey uh-huh. Thor is a no for me. It's just, uh-huh. it's just, Thor could have been the Lord of the Rings of the MCU and it missed its mark with not being the the more like it could have been super majestic and instead they went like oh let's just make it funny you're talking about oh, just her. jokey just to just to just to say real fast um Thor could have been the Lord of the Rings of the MCU it could have because what they've done with Thor's mythos which is one of my favorite mythoses in comics they've trashed it you've odin isn't around you didn't do enough with freya sif is a joke you haven't introduced balder the warriors three are a joke um you know so many different things so many like malekith was a joke um loki was successful which was great um thor overall as a rendition of him is okay but like thor could have been so much more badass than what he was shown to be for me overall just overall when he's fighting he's fighting and it's it's great but like overall as a character like people respected thor in a way like feared and respected thor and that's one thing that like you didn't even doing the duality the donald blick with but like when you think about gore the god butcher and, and all that whole stuff and um, the premise of that movie, the premise of Malekith's movie, even when you start talking about like the Destroyer in the first movie, Odin only sends the Destroyer when it's like big, big, big deal. And like Thor can't beat the Destroyer. Like a, a Thor that has no hammer and is still kind of like um, a naive kid, which is why he got sent to Earth in the first place, Right. shouldn't be able to beat the Destroyer. You shouldn't just be able to just beat the Destroyer. Like, like the sh- they have no context of what the Destroyer armor really is. They just sent it. So like, so for for me, that's one of those things where Thor could be so much, like you could have got, you could get Fear Itself. Imagine a Fear Itself movie, which they could do. They could do a Fear Itself movie. But imagine a Fear Itself movie where you have like all these characters that you know, you have the Hulk, but now the Hulk picks up a, a hammer and now he's null. Oh my gosh. You have all these different things. They didn't do anything with the Necro Sword in there. So like, you you completely cut off an, a space of a character that um, is important in the mythos of not only Thor but also in the mythos of the MC like in the Marvel U, and you just cut it off for no good reason. So I'm I, I'm not a fan of that. I, I wish going forward. I I hope and pray that um they with with what what I know is coming. And after the reset, which I think will be Secret Wars, I think Secret Wars is going to be the reset button, right? For the MCU as a whole. 
Um, I hope when they finally hit the reset button, it goes in a direction where it's a little bit more truer to some of the source material. And we can get some of the better stories um, out of characters like T'Challa, Iron Man, like, you know, Iron Man has so many cool stories. And to think that they have to make, like what I don't like is them having to potentially have to make up stories. When you have these stories that are already there, they're already written and they're already good. And you can even put a spin on them and they still be good and still stay true to what the, you know, the source right. material is. So let's, let's see, let's see, yeah. you know? And I mean, the thing about like, for example, one of my co-hosts talk about the fact that we didn't really get Demon in a bottle like we should have. Like Demon in a oh Bottle was referenced, but they really didn't. Because Demon in a Bottle led straight into Secret War. But of course, they're going to, I mean, not, not Secret War, Armor Wars. Which course, we're going to get Armor Wars, 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 but it's going to be primarily Rhodey. And I'm like, I don't mind. Look, man, give me all the Don Cheeto you want to give me. I could care less. Like, Don Cheeto, War Machine, I'm there. War Machine is like one of my favorite armored characters, far none. But. Yeah, War Machine's legit. To, to make him the main cast member, it's like part of the whole thing is like, okay. But, but he has to go through the whole thing and have to replace Tony because Tony's going through the demon in the bottle stuff. And he's in the armor. And we should have that moment where where Rhodey almost goes nuts because he's in the armor, not built for his body. And so there's all these chemical imbalances that are going off. He doesn't realize what's happening. They didn't even have the buildup of Iron Man and Tony being two separate entities. Right. They didn't even have that. They didn't even They didn't even give you the opportunity to be like, yo, Iron Man's my bodyguard. Like they they mentioned it, but there's like, oh, no one's gonna believe that. Like they didn't even they didn't even give it chance to marinate to to do that kind of Clark Kent Superman duality thing where it's like, oh, I'm Clark Kent. Well, I'm Superman, and it's just one of Superman's buddies like shape changing into him. You know what I'm saying? So that Clark Kent is right there, yeah. and it, people don't put the two together. So that again, you you have an Iron Man knowing it's not Tony. You know because again. Or, or knowing that who who else is in the armor, right. you know? Because at first we didn't know that it was Rhodey in the armor just at first. But, I mean, I, I agree with you 1,000%. But, I mean, that's where we come to them just speeding things up for no reason. You know, it's just take your time. Like, the villains are the worst part of that, though. The villains are the worst part of that. Yeah. Yeah, you're not wrong there. Uh, because, unfortunately, we've lost so many villains that, like, it's so many. It's hard to read it. The only villain we didn't lose really are like the newer villains that we're getting now. I mean, they're slowly but surely building toward hopefully a Thunderbolt or a Dark Avengers. Which I mean, I mean it's, it's already it's coming. Series, Thunderbolt series. We're getting Thunderbolts at least. Uh, whether we get a Dark Avengers series or not, that's kind of a whole other thing. I think but, Thunder. I think I think Dark Avengers will come after the Thunderbolts movie. I think. I think. I think. What it might be is Thunderbolts Two might be called Thunderbolts Dark Avengers. Yeah, I think yeah. that's I think that's how they're gonna roll with it. I think it's gonna yeah. be like Thunderbolts, and then Thunderbolts Two will be Dark Avengers. Yeah, and I of think course, that's how got, yeah, and of course we've got the Disney Day coming up where we're gonna get a lot more announcements. You know, everybody's talking about well, I think we've got a director for Fantastic Four. I'm like, I don't care if you got a director. I need Terry Crews playing the thing like that. Like, I need to know who the cast is. If somebody laughed at me when I said Terry Crews is the thing, I was like, first of all, there are black men who have blue eyes. It can be done. Uh, Terry can be done. A big college football, strapping football player. Why not? And you then, want you want you want a, a real person playing the thing. You you don't want to like the way I look at the thing. The thing sh it should be Thanos. It shouldn't be real. 
Like I, I think for but me, Josh Brolin, I, but here's the thing: Josh Brolin did the mocap for it and everything, and they did it off of his read. I'm saying, can, I, I mean, the mocap. I'm a, so if you want to do Terry Crews mocap, I'm fine with. I'm yeah, fine with I don't that. need Terry Crews. I don't need them making him up. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, no, I, I don't need, want that. I don't I want need, that at all. I need it to be when you see Benjamin Graham before he becomes Thing. I need it to be Terry Crews, and then. Okay. When, Whenever they go through the transformation in the space, he becomes a thing. Yeah. He's, he's your mocap agent for yeah. going forward from there. And if they do a thing during some point where he changes back into a human, because I've done that before in the books, uh, you can have keep going. You know, and that's the thing you kind of want to do because I mean, I feel like that's an option that you could do with him uh, as far as trying to come up with a cast for this because that's the thing I want to see. Like, if the director's good, okay, that's fine. But if I ain't got a cast, what's the point? So my thing is the only thing two words are important in the Fantastic Four or actually in the MCU going forward, Doctor Doom. That's it. Yeah, that's that's it. And that's for for me, and I love here we go. I love Nova. Uh-huh. I love Wonder Man. Nova, Wonder Man, Submariner, and Spidey are my favorite Marvel. And Storm are my favorite Marvel characters. Right. Period. Point blank. Period. Those those five are like my 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 squad. Doctor Doom is my favorite fictional villain, period. Yeah. And and one of my top probably three fictional characters. Doctor Doom should be so amazing. So, like you said, I don't care about the director or the producer. Show me this cast. Yeah. I need Doctor Doctor Doom is not who I needed. Like and, and it I get somebody I don't nowadays I've learned to not care about the actor because I've seen people that I'm like, oh, they're not gonna do a good job and they kill the role, right? right. Nobody knew Hugh Jackman was gonna be such a great Wolverine when he first started. Nobody knew. And now I'm imagine anybody else playing a role. Nobody, nobody could have seen that. Um the first Doctor Doom that they had in the the fan four movie back in the day was perfect. Yeah. The script was just horrible. Right. So I don't blame the actors anymore. Like everyone's like, well, Holly Berry sucks because it's no, no, no. Holly Berry doesn't suck. The writer sucks. Think, Holly yeah. Berry is still a great actress and she could play Storm well enough. Right. The issue is you didn't do the proper thing so that she had the accent like they did in um, Black Panther. All those people didn't. Chadwick Boseman ain't from Africa. Right. Right. He had an accent. You know, all the people yeah, that were in your guy. <laughs> Angela Bassett ain't from from Africa, right? Lu- Lupita Nyong'o and um is from Africa, so she could do the accent easy. But you didn't take the proper time to make it so that Holly Berry had have the accent, and you wrote a, a crap script. So I don't blame Holly Berry. I blame yeah. the writer and the producer and the person that read the script and was like, "Yeah, you know, we will have Storm say what happens to a frog." When it gets struck by lightning. Yeah, that sounds like a great line. That sounds like a great joke that this person would never make. <laughs> the the last person that's joking on the daggone or trying to be anywhere near sarcastic or funny on the, the battlefield is Storm. Like the last person. Bobby Drake. That would have been a good Bobby Drake joke, but it made this about ice. That would have been a great Bobby Drake joke, not a storm. So so I mean, so in even with the X-Men. Just switching gear. What do you feel about all the um, Easter eggs you've been getting in the last like month or so for the X Men? It's great that we've been getting those Easter eggs, but here's the problem: with the majority of the actors, because the Fox contracts are are locked until 2020, 2025. 
And so you can't recast a lot of these actors for these roles until 20. After mm -hmm. I mean, but they're going to do it in time. I, so, th that's I mean, why I don't have anything X-Men coming until right. after 2025. So, but I love the Easter eggs. I don't know. I still don't know how I feel about the Kamala Khan being in a being a why, why so? Why so? Except okay, the reason I don't know how I feel about it, I know Feige is not a super fan of Inhumans. He, okay. in fact, when uh, the Inhuman series came out, he was just coming on board for the Marvel movies, and they asked him about you know, well, would you see this coming in film? No, that's why we put it on TV. We don't want to have anything to do with that. Like it's it was, because, go ahead, go ahead. And I can see where you could say you could parallel the Inhumans and mutants. And not miss a beat, and that's fine. But at the same time, it's just like to me, I'm like, if you're gonna have an alternate Black Bolt show up in Doctor Strange: Multiverse of Madness and recognize the Inhumans as Inhumans, let's let her at least at some point, because we don't need her to be an Inhuman right now, anyway. You don't need, yeah, you don't need her to to be until we've established that the Inhumans are in the MCU. We don't need to have her. It's now. still a mutation. They, yeah. That's why they said a mutation. They didn't call her a mutant. They just said it's a mutation. Yes, they played the X-Men uh, sound yeah. when oh, they right. did it, yeah. but that's for us us fans. Yeah. The, the, the thing about the Inhumans is, from a comic book standpoint, the Inhumans have never been popular. No matter who or what they try, the Inhumans have just never been popular. They've never... I mean, they're currently right fighting the, like, the Avengers and the X-Men right now. The humans still aren't popular. They have Thanos as like the prime, and for a time he was like prime eternal. Um, so I mean, not not the um, I'm thinking Eternals. Yeah, um, no, it is the, Eternals. Even the in, even the Inhumans. Yeah. So even the Inhumans, the Inhumans fought the X Men. They tried to do that crossover. It still never worked. When the, when the X Men were banned from getting movies, they used the Inhumans. The Inhumans just have never been sellers like right. like overall like they've just war kings i loved war kings i loved war kings that was a great story to have black bolt in it mm -hmm. but overall the inhumans just are not like a, a cash cow like pet of i would watch pet avengers before i watched Inhumans, and that's <laughs> you know um, what i'm saying like yeah. pet avengers would be amazing mm -hmm. so if and, and also if i had my way when you're talking about the mocap for terry cruz if i had my way all comic book movies would be animated it would be into the spider-verse a hundred percent of the time i don't want to see you try to squeeze a person that don't squeeze into a, a suit into a suit i don't want you to i don't want to see their tom holland's face every time spidey goes to talk he has to take his mask off i don't want to see iron man's face come out of his mask every time he has to talk to anybody no no that's not how that he wears a mask in battle so that his face doesn't get hurt I don't want to see, you know, that I don't want to see just because this person is shooting another movie, you you can't show their face, so you got to digitally render a mustache off it. <laughs> do, do animated stuff. Into the Spider-Verse shows that you can do a heartfelt, action-packed, visually amazing animated movie, right? And it win an Oscar, it get all and they get the money. Right, even though it didn't do well at first, and that's just because people didn't realize how great it was, right? But if you actually put heart and soul into it and don't sell it as a kids' movie, yeah, as a just actual animated movie, like which is weird that we're in 2022 and people still look at and they still equate animated to children. Children, right? Like, have you never heard of, of Japanese animation at all? You know, I mean, have you never heard of heavy metal? 
<laughs> well, you know, I mean, that's and that's adult as they come. Heavy All metal right. isn't a heavy isn't. metal Akira. I mean. <laughs> but um, so so it's it's one of those things where like so when I talk with people now, I'm like my favorite thing from the MCU has been What If, point yeah. blank period. I love Thanos. I love, you know, RDJ. I love Chris Evans and all of them. Oh, hey, Tony, pick one MCU thing to watch for the rest of your life. It's what if. Yeah. Hands down. Cap That Captain Carter episode, I was just like, I was in awe. I was like, yo, this is just so good. I was like, and this is actually the action that I wanted Cap to have. Cap never fought people like that in his three movies. Right. Except for think that, about think about that though. Think about it. Like the elevator was the closest thing we got to that fight, really. The, that's the closest thing that we got to that. Like it's the closest thing we got to a cap scene out of a thirty-minute cartoon or a thirty-minute animated uh, show. We had a better Captain America than three movies. Think about how how disparaging that is. Like that is so upsetting to me. What do you mean we had, we literally had three, we had a better Thor fight with him in the party Thor, yeah. with him and Captain Marvel, than we had in three Thor movies. Three, three full-length Thor movies. We The beginning of Thor 1 was the closest thing that we had to Thor really kicking people's ass with an actual, with the hammer, like really using the hammer mm -hmm. in a way. Where you know, I guess you could say in Ragnarok at the beginning again. I, I now that I think about it, like at the beginning of most of his movies, he does like a good fight, and then after that, it's it goes right down. Yeah. Um. So the animated stuff is where you can really like flex completely. You can stretch all the way out, spread your wings as wide as you want. It doesn't look weird because you can just render the actor. So if you want it to look like Chris Evans, guess what? We can just draw him to look like Skinny Steve. And you know what? He looks like Skinny Steve instead of the weird Chris Evans skinny body that they had to do where his head was like two times bigger than his body. body right. Even that, that, weird, that looked weird. So mm -hmm. instead of it, instead of you just being able to like, it just looked weird. But if you do it animated, guess what? Thanos as Josh Brolin with a Josh Brolin face doesn't look so weird. Right. You know what I'm saying? If you just do with Thanos. And then he's big and huge. Who 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 gives a crap? You know, Ultron doesn't look, you don't gotta make Ultron look like a off-brand Decepticon from the Transformers movie. <laughs> if you actually just do him, if you just you if you animate him, you can make him look like how he's supposed to look. And instead then, of and then not only that, but pay the actors to come in and do the voices. So if you're gonna have James Woods do the voice, have James Woods do the voice, pay him to do the voice. And you know what? And now I don't need you, I don't need, I don't care how old you are. Because guess what? I can still get James Earl Jones to do Darth Vader if I yeah. need to. Mm -hmm. Because I just need his voice. I don't care about what he how he physically looks. Right. You know what I'm saying? I mean, so that's the the speaking. So so to I guess to jump, because we had you had talked about it at the very beginning, to jump to we talked about X-Men. Um, have you played in any, how are you liking the Ten of Swords? I haven't had a chance to play in any Ten of Swords stuff. There is an event, okay. in Somerset, like Somerset, Kentucky is like the closest store to me that runs events. They're supposed to be running an event sometime in the month of September. Uh, okay. I'm a whole bunch of 300 points to prep for Worlds. So some of the people are going okay. to Worlds. I'm not going to be able to go to Worlds. Just money ain't there. Uh, they go to Memphis. But uh, so I'm imagining it's going to be the last weekend in September. 
So okay. I'm to the group to go because I want to do I want to do the extra shorts. My biggest thing is I'm not even really worried about anything until month three. Like, Me, so, be, because month three is going to be the apocalypse and. Uh, but you got to go. You you yeah. have to. You got to go all the months just so right. you can, so, you know, because the way that I just played mine the other day and I'm blessed that I have like four venues around. So like yeah. it's a plethora of, of in New York, it's a plethora of places to in New York and New Jersey. I got two places to play in New Jersey and I got two, I got three places to play at in New York. I don't uh -huh. got all the money to be playing at all those places yeah. in one month. And then like 30, like 30 or $40 to do your pack. I just paid like 50. I just paid 50 at my, my, my regular venue. And that's because we did a sealed event. We did one uh, booster of the OP and we did one booster of the, um, main set. Yeah. Uh, so, okay. and, uh, I came in second place that with that. So I'm in second place as far as the points for the event. So like you said, Everyone wants the apocalypse. Everybody wants the apocalypse. Everybody wants the the, the uh, Genesis, or the, you know, everybody wants those figures because they're amazing. Um, and everybody and, wants and, them. And all of a sudden, Sakaria and Iron Man or uh, or Sky Tyrant can now become X Men. I mean, it's <laughs> listen. It, the game is the 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 Sakaria keyword and Iron Man, because Sakaria and Iron Man needed more help. They needed more. <laughs> Sky Tyrant needed more help. He needed friends. Oh, um, so I'm gonna oh, okay, so I'm gonna be able to swap in with uh Charles and then swap out and then bring swords with at least two, possibly three people, depending on who I've got. Drop the swords, bring in Sakari and Iron Man because of the way they give the thing at the beginning. Now Sakari and Iron Man's on top of said weapon. They can just be like, Oh, I got blades and this other ability. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean he's he's the swords, the swords themselves are um, my favorite thing. I love objects and stuff like that. They've made, they've made, they've made all of my favorite characters in HeroClix at least twice. So I love getting new characters and like underrepresented characters. So I'm, I'm really happy to to be getting what we're getting. Right. But um, the swords really, for me, objects help. Objects are just like that last little sprinkle that can keep a game quote unquote new. Yeah. for me because now you say oh well again like you said you take that sakarian iron man who's already good by himself but now you say all right well i'm gonna give him this uh instead of just the cloak of levitation you know what i'm gonna give him the the sword i'm gonna give him the warlock sword which actually makes more accurate sense from a comic standpoint that warlock would merge with 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 iron man right. um and now he has a sword that gives him plasticity instead of just the cloak. And then, and yeah, it doesn't give him the flight, but it gives him the plasticity and it gives him the blades. Um, That's too that he, to ever recall on because he's got the sword. As long as he's alive, he's got the weapon. He's got the weapon. Um, so, you know, even if he somehow lost his objects, he still would have the blades roll, which is yeah. uh, always amazing. Um, and that does, that does stuff on its own. So I, I really... Um, I really, I like the the, the swords the, the most. Like my my favorite sword is from the OP event, and it's Skybreaker. It's the Wakandan sword that Storm has. Um, Skybreaker is when you blade someone, you then can make a range attack afterwards. Oh, that good. Um, so when everyone's talking about Apocalypse, you now have Apocalypse that phases over to you. He hits you, and after he hits you for six damage. 
then he shoots you for six damage. Right, which means you're dead. <laughs> which means you're dead, unless you have stop clicks. Right. Which means you're dead. Now, so, but here's the thing. You can avoid that because there's a sword that comes with death from the regular set that you hit that person with, then all of a sudden they can't use stop clicks. Then it's just like, oh, okay. Now, that's, that's, the, that's, that's a great one, right? That's a, the, but to me, if you're going to go the you can't use stuff, the thing that I love the most is the Miramasa. The Miramasa is probably the Miramasa is probably the best sword. Right? Oh yeah, that comes with the rare Wolverine. I was lucky enough to get two of them um, playing at Gen Con, just because you know you can have multiple sword bearers have the yeah. same sword. Yeah. So um. And of course, in the OP event, everybody's a sword bearer. Yeah, everybody's a sword bearer. Um, and I pulled the Miramasa, the other Miramasa. That's like you have the curse marker, which came in play yesterday, which is I went up against someone who has still energy. And I was like, oh, you you not if you you got to remove the curse marker first and before you can hit. And they were dead before they got to, to heal again. But um, it, it's one of those things where the Miramasa from the um, main set. Again, on Apocalypse, on an Apocalypse says. You want Apocalypse to roll low. Or you want any, even forget Apocalypse, you want someone that has like four or five damage to roll low. Why? Because they're still going to do their damage, especially Apocalypse. Apocalypse now does five damage to you, right? Because it's called, if you roll lower than his base damage, it's his base damage minus one. Yeah. So you would deal five damage to somebody. And if you roll that one or three, you can't use defensive powers. So okay, you're taking so five like, straight. Basically, yeah, he becomes like Donald Blake from uh, Empire. Yes. Yes, or Prime Gamora, which, yeah. Which, yeah, Prime, which is one of my another one. Even though Destroyer Prime is the, the to me the best Prime they've ever made because of where the game is right now. Like, could you imagine Destroyer Prime? Sideline just the, Destroyer you said what? The sideline of Destroyer Prime. You don't even need to pay for it. <laughs> yeah, oh, you ain't even got it. I mean, come like again. If 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 you were to rewind and drop Destroyer Prime in the Mighty Thor set. And or in the Black Panther set, or you know any of the sets that Destroyer came in, you know, and you have him in there with all the objects that came out. You mean to tell me, huh? Like, could you imagine Destroyer Prime when Mjolnir was was still legal, when the the gems were still legal, you know, um, when uh, what's that? The the Doc Ock arms were legal. Yeah. Oh my gosh! So even if even it's if you do kill. I mean, come on. Now now you you stand a, a fighting now you really stand a fighting chance simply because um destroyer now can potentially come out and really hurt somebody as well with everybody being equipped with stuff like that. And that's how I I've, everyone's on Mad Jim Jaspers right now. I'm not. I'm not a fan of Mad Jim Jaspers just because I like the care I, I want I don't want snapshots of characters. I want the full thing, especially when you have multiple starting lines. Imagine Jaspers could have been who he actually is in the comics as a whole yeah. and got like the the last the clicks that he the the dial that he has as an actual click now could have been uh, his lower point line. Yeah. And I would have been okay with that. They could have done the same thing I feel like with Infinity uh, Ultron Infinity. I feel like they should have I thought he should have been two point values. So here's the thing about Ultron Infinity um and this is something that people don't understand um, and this is from my knowledge of being a playtester a long time ago. Sometimes WizKids will just send you 
they will send you and say, hey, or Marvel will say, um, or WizKids, I guess, will say, make a dial for character A. And so, and you could say, they'll say maybe, oh, it's an Ultron, but we can only tell you that it's an Ultron. And then maybe Ultron does this, or he's looking for this, but they can't tell you all the information because this, the, the property hasn't come out. And this is what I was we were talking about earlier about like the source material and like the movies and stuff being hand to hand. Yeah. Since WizKids doesn't have the, the, I guess, the ability to tell Marvel no, we can't make that yet because it's not out yet and we don't yeah. know anything about it. They just make a dial based on what they think should work. And then you have an Ultron Infinity, which should have been a 300 point character, right? But it's not. Yeah. You know, he's a, he's a, a gimmick character, unfortunately. Can you do some damage? Can you do some damage? Sure. If you have it's, mission it's, points character, yeah. If you're building a really good mission points thing, that'd be great. But the problem is we don't have that. Tarot cards, tarot cards make him more of a threat. Will he will be people be brave enough to play him? Probably not. But if you actually build a tarot deck, which can be done, a tarot deck with mission points, you can probably win with mission points with him in prime wrecker. You can probably win on mission points. Okay, Easy I'm enough. Miss Minutes probably would 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 be there to help too. Miss Miss Minutes, okay. So Miss Minutes, yes and no, right? Miss Minutes actually works a lot better as a mastermind fodder piece, actually, more than anything. A prob, she's a, she's a prob and mastermind fodder to me, more than anything. If you put um, if you put Ultron Prime with Collector. And well, no, you can't do that because he won't get the the the. Um, but if you build a mission point team and you built mission points without Ultron Prime, because he has a, a lot of points. But if you put Wrecker Prime and some other people there, um, and a collector, now those pogs that collector that um that you know that that Wrecker makes collectors making them do a lot of damage. Yeah, a lot of damage. And if you use the, the it's some really cool mission point characters that are out there. Um, someone just has to build the proper team. It's the team, because if you build the tarot deck, which I love tarot cards, um, if you build a proper tarot deck, I think you could win on that. It's a lot of really good mission point love in the, they those things just haven't synced up. I think the love of mission points, they don't want to make mission points too easy. That's the thing. Because if you make it too easy, now it be, becomes. I don't. You, you said you've been playing really long. It becomes cop cars all of a sudden. It becomes like, all right, well, we're just gonna handcuff you to the bumper and then we win. Like it becomes, <laughs> it becomes hero for hire, Ghost Rider. Like, okay, turn two, I'm the game's over. Yeah, I remember the and cop no, car. And and nobody wants that. You right. know, nobody wants that, and that's not a good way to showcase the game. So we'll see. We'll see what it happens. But I, I wish you luck in your, in, you know, in your games at your venue. Good luck on your pulls and stuff like that. Um, you know, good luck on your sword pull because, like the say, like for me, the Miramasa was okay, but it wasn't as good as it's not as good as the Sword of Might. It's not as good as the Light of Galador, Skybreaker. Oh, okay. um, you know, uh, Soul Sword. It's not as good as any of those those other ones. It does has it has its uh you know uses because again you put it on an apoc if you put the Miramasa on say like um 
you know, anybody that has a stop click that has steel energy, like an apocalypse, and you fight another apocalypse, that apocalypse ain't gonna hit, you know, that, you know, um, but I don't know, we, we, we gonna see. Hero clicks is a very, very, those two, uh, Apocalypse and Genesis make the game real different. Yeah. Real yeah. different. I mean, like right now, I saw, I heard somebody talk about, uh, yesterday I was listening to, I think it was, uh, not Critical Click, but Dow, uh, Dow H. They were talking about, uh, how, like, one of the guys on the team, he was at Gen Con, he had sold his, uh, Apocalypse for like $800 to somebody on eBay, which I'm just like, you know, wow. Okay. I thought, I thought one, I thought one went for five. I didn't I know it was eight. Five, but... And then his went for eight, I think. Uh, but the thing about it was definitely too much. I'm not number one. I ain't got that kind of ducket. I ain't got them kind of ducats to roll if I wanted to have it. Number two, if I did have it, I could think of a hundred things I'd rather be doing with eight hundred dollars and spending it all. On, on if you had eight hundred dollars to 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 quote unquote to spend, then that means you have eight. The, what I always say is, if I had it to spend, then I have it to like burn. You know yeah. what I'm saying? But I understand yeah. what you're saying completely. But I, there's no way that I would play because who wants to who wants to play him? All the time, right? No, nobody. That's not fun. That's not fun for your your opponents. It's just not fun. Yeah. So we're gonna talk a little bit. We're gonna probably roll into a third thing because we're gonna start talking. Go for it. Main deal that uh, we got to, which was talking about the craziness with like She Hulk. You had posted something on your Facebook about, uh, and I I don't know the exact quote, but it's something like, if you had come up with this show today. It would have been this character that was just. It was talking about Toph from the. Um, it was talking about. It was talking about Toph from the last Airbender, and it said if they would have made, if you were to tell men that there would be a female character that would win ninety percent of her battles, and teach the main character twenty five percent of his skill set, it would be called female prop, like agenda or propaganda, Which, and it's like oh. Oh yeah, her name is Toph. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, yeah. When you uh, said that, I'm sitting there going like, "Wait a minute, nah, wait a minute, you're not wrong." But first of all, let's talk about Toph for a minute. I'm like, okay, so Toph is a character. Part of the character arc is not only her being blind, but her being conceited about her abilities. So she is very conceited. Learn that she has to work around things she thought she knew. To the point where mm-hmm. when she does bend metal for the first time, it's because of stuff she learns from Ang about understanding that the way the elements work. You think she she you think she learned metal metal bending from Ang? I don't think what well, I'm not saying, okay. I'm not saying she learned metal bending from Ang, but remember Ang would always talk about the idea that there are other uses for the ways he bent. So ba- it, it, I, so he would he would he would kind of say that day because he talked about uh for example with uh uh, oh gosh, what's her name? The one that taught him waterbending. Katara. Katara. Okay, he talked about the fact that waterbending, and then eventually they learned about the bloodbending technique. Bloodbending. And so he started He started seeing that there were other uses for the skills besides just the base uses. And so he would always say something to it, and then Tom was sitting there going, all metal is is compressed earth. All but, metal that's, is- but that came from Tom's ability, though. Let's, right, let's no, break... Let's, if we if we break that down, that came from I I understand what you're saying, which is Ang kind of put that seed in her head that it can be used for different things. But if Toph wasn't as stubborn as she is, right? She was stubborn. Instead of just I'm trapped uh, and I can't get out of this metal box because it's not it's, there's no earth around me. Yeah. She kept banging, banging to get out, and eventually she could see the particles 
of, of earth in the, the metal. If it wasn't for that, when she, her ability to kind of send up that kind of shockwave and see yeah. things, then she, if she was just a normal bender uh, of earth that could see, she never would have, she never would have right. uh, been able to, to uh, bend metal like that. Right. So I think the, the thing about Toph, a character like Toph is, the great thing about a character like Toph is she is conceited. We don't actually have a ton of very popular, like really popular conceited female characters, right? When you look at just the contrast of her and Katara and even like Yuki and all those other ones, they're very like, oh yeah, I know I'm tight, but like Katara's not running around being like, I'm I'm the best waterbender, period, right, because right. I can waterbend and oh, I did teach the Avatar and stuff like that. She's very like, oh, oh no, it's okay. The old man in the Southern Village, she didn't. She I mean, didn't all those things, right? All those things. And, and, and Katara could walk around like I'm I'm tight. The Kyoshi warriors could walk around like they were very, they weren't arrogant. They were confident in their skills, right? Um, and what they could do and how like, oh, when, you know, Sokka, they taught Sokka a lesson about, you know, they knocked him on his butt, you know, and showed him that like, oh yeah, we don't need to even really use bending to beat you, you know? Um, I think the issue with, you talk about a She-Hulk, um the issue that i think a lot of people are having is they're not looking at it from the wide scale of what it is they just look at it as she hulk came in and said she she's confident and she's cocky and she says i'm better than bruce and then she's showing that oh my gosh well she doesn't have to deal with anger because they're not the same character you know you saw what bruce said bruce said so hold up you ain't got somebody else at the wheel that right then and there makes them not the same character. You can't compare the two Hawks. They're not the same thing, right? Right off the break. So while Bruce has been, that's the issue. Bruce wants, Bruce is trying to teach her like he's trying to teach himself. And it's a kick in his nuts to be like, oh, you don't have any of the things that I'm dealing with. And she's rubbing it in his face like, yo, I don't have to do all these things. And it's her smugness because she's being smug about it and also their family and that's what you do with family you, yeah. you can be smug to family right she's not really smug to anyone else on the outside world she's actually very non-smug to other people but you can be smug to your family and she's running you know smearing his face i think that's what's getting a lot of um guys upset is oh well the hulk's done so much and she hasn't done anything but like like we said like we said at the beginning of our conversation batman doesn't have to practice throwing batarangs over and over and over again right once once she she knows she's strong once she did a couple different things she's like oh okay i can just do this oh remember when she first tried to do the thunderclap she didn't do it right she just clapped and nothing happened it's when she was like okay so let's do it harder and then poof, she still didn't do it as strong as bruce she was just doing it differently than than he. yeah and that's not necessarily better. And, and, and it's, it's, it might be better because, it, and it, oh my gosh, she was messing Bruce up with a thunderclap because he has enhanced hearing. Right. So, and, and his thunderclap has been shown to mess with people's ears too. So when you just got somebody that's on your power scale doing that, it's going to yeah. mess you up. Oh, and so, I got to somebody too, I was in another review with, uh, with uh, Movie Lovers United. And one of the things I said was, it's like a martial arts master who's trying to hold back. The other thing, too, is I don't think we were seeing Bruce at full kilt at any point, except there was a point where like, he was losing control for a brief second. And then when they crashed up on the bar, he kind of snapped out of it. He's like, crap, he took out the bar. You're going to help me fix this. That's kind of how it ended. 
You know, and it's like, also that's his family. That's his. Back. That's his family. To hurt her. He was just trying to be like, I need to understand what's going on. So, I think and the thing about it is too, we're two episodes in a nine episode series, man. We're two episodes in. Can we get the whole thing out there before you decide to? Nah, man. We don't live in that world anymore. We live <laughs> in the the react. You yeah. know, you know, we we quick takes. You know, hot takes. We we live in that world now where it is a. I, I see this snippet. I react to the snippet. You have people oh, that react God. on trip teasers and stuff like that. They ain't seen the whole a half hour of the movie or the show or whatever, and they're like, "Oh, this sucks." Just based on the teaser. That's the world that we live in right now. Yeah. So when when you show people a piece of it and they can't see the whole scope of it, of course they're going to react a certain way. So we're going to come back. But, we're going to finish this up. We're going to do a last break here. Uh, and just mm-hmm. get back to it and talk about it. finish this up. I really want to get into this with you because I feel like it's an awesome thing to get into. So go for we'll it. Back in just a second, we'll come back and finish. Be right it. back. We we have a sponsor. So we've been sponsored. Have you ever tested your nerd kung fu? Have you ever nerd tested kung fu? Nerd kung fu. Yes, your nerd kung fu. Now I know what you're thinking. What is nerd kung fu? Because it's not like we're gonna get a bunch of nerds fighting in a ring. But maybe it's about how you look. Maybe it's about being able to show off that nerd thing that you dig. You know what I mean? Do you like The Office? Do you like Star Wars? Do you like Jurassic Park? Do you like video games, anime, movies, etc.? Because if you do, you can get your nerd kung fu on. In the description on the podcast, there will be a link. You can go there and you can order up to your heart's desire on anything from shirts to socks to posters and all sorts of things even the godfather so if you're down into movies and video games and comic books and or things like that tv shows even i mean like i said the office firefly is represented they got all sorts of stuff it's all legally licensed official stuff jingle spider uh what's your nerd kung fu uh my nerd kung fu is weak but I feel like by following the link in the description, I might be able to make it stronger. Smider, what's your nerd kung fu? My nerd kung fu is a southern style. It uh, is very fast, very aggressive. Mostly uses just the two first knuckles on my hand to knock people out. But that's only because the stunt people are kind enough to fall over. It's up to you how your nerd kung fu is. But we appreciate you checking it out and grabbing the link and getting your stuff from nerd kung fu. All right, so as we were talking about some of the other stuff that was related to these things with ladies in, in the fray, um, one of the things that's really interesting, you, you, I kind of thought about it when you brought up the Thor stuff, and I thought about how Thor, the first Thor movie was fine. Dark World came out, and kind of because of the way it fell, uh, a lot of people were like, we need something else, we can't keep going down this direction with the Kenneth Bernal. Shakespearean style Thor, so they went totally opposite direction and said, "Okay, we're gonna hand it to Taika Waititi. And we're gonna work with a funny Thor." And there's certain aspects about that Thor I like, but at the same time, yeah, there's certain like no Beta Ray Bill. Explain to me how you're gonna reference Beta Ray Bill in Ragnarok. You can't give me Beta Ray Bill in this and the next one. He's gotta show up eventually because Thor can't have Stormbreaker for the rest of the time. Like, like he's gotta, he's he's gotta. Bill has to like. I would have loved to have seen Beta Ray Bill show up at the end of uh, Love and Thunder and just be like, you, give me my hammer. <laughs> you can't even, 
I mean, they messed that up. They just they messed they messed Stormbreaker up too. They just complete now. They make they're gonna make it so that Storm gives. I mean, Thor gives Stormbreaker to Beta Ray Bill yeah. versus I bested you. I've taken Mjolnir from you, and now since I'm worthy and I, we still want you to be Thor, I'm actually gonna get my own hammer made made by Odin, who's no longer with us in the MCU. <laughs> I don't know how they're gonna. I think I think Bill's gonna show up is um in the Guardians of the Galaxy movie first, and then Thor is gonna show up since he's still in space. So I think it's gonna be like that. We're gonna yeah. we're gonna see how it goes. Uh, Beta Ray Bill could be somebody that's in prison, say for example, with the people or whatever. Because uh, if they do add a warlock, right? We need Magus in there at some point too. That's a lot. That's a whole. You're, now you're asking for a lot. You're asking for I not only. A, Good Adam, you're asking for a good Adam Warlock, which I don't know how they're gonna do it, especially with no Thanos around, because they're they're like their mythoses are so closely That's linked. Wide, right. Um but we're gonna see. We're gonna but see. What I was gonna say was as far as it relates to a lot of these uh female led things, is, is that especially when you look at like say Captain Marvel. I didn't mm-hmm. have a problem with Captain Marvel for the first little bit. I was sitting there, mm-hmm. I was excited for it. And then I was sick of the hospital bed back in 2019. I remember flipping through channels and Brie Larson is sitting there telling me that, oh, well, if you didn't understand the wrinkle in time, I don't need a 40 year old white dude sitting there trying to explain to me if they, 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 they a wrinkle in time came to the same because I mean, at the end of the day, it wasn't made to you. And I'm going, first of all, I don't appreciate the fact that as a 40 plus year old dude that read wrinkle in time and he was young, like, Y'all appreciate the fact that it was for me because I'm a fan of the book. Like, I wanted to see the movie. So when I saw the movie, I, I didn't feel like a lot of the heart that was in the book was in the movie. And well, so, Captain yeah. Marvel, go ahead. Keep going. Keep going. So all I'm saying is I feel like with Brie Larson, kind of the way she talked outside of the role. And then, like, when you saw her at press conferences and she was talking about, you know, well, you know, she is the strongest Avenger. It's not, you know, necessarily a thing. It's just a fact. I'm like, Okay, yeah, the comics have been trying to do that for a while. Like Thor still done Thor, for a while. You know, uh, Hulk still Hulk. Apparently, Hulk is still Hulk out. is still the Hulk is the sh- is the strongest. Feige came, came, came out and basically said, "Well, you know, all the people that Thanos almost backed down from, the only person that he that Thanos ever backed down from and was concerned for his life was when Scarlet Witch showed up. Like Carol Danvers didn't do that to Thanos; it was Scarlet Witch." And so that's when they came up with their thing, saying basically, you know, the stronger person in MCU is Wanda. And so it is Wanda. I honestly was sitting there going, like, you know, so I'm scared now because you look at stuff like say the Marvel. You know, you've got this setup where you got Photon being set up for Monica Rambeau. You've got, of course, uh, the the brilliantly played with Marvel, which a lot of people downloaded that show too. Because I'd be like, oh, it just it doesn't apply to me. It doesn't fit. Okay, if it doesn't apply to you, then why are you rating it? Like, if it doesn't fit you, it doesn't matter. Like, just, if you don't like the show, for whatever reason, if you never watched 16 t- Candles as a kid, never watched Teenagers do movies, like, I'm sorry, John, I'm sorry, that had John Hughes elements all over that series. Like, so, you- that's the issue, though. That's the, that's the issue, though, Will. So, when you have a, an actress like Brie Larson, you have her having to fight against, I'm going to use this word, I know people hate it, but the patriarchy that is fanboys. Right. So let's just be honest about the situation. Right. We can be as progressive and all this other stuff and as eclectic, like you said, as we, we want to be. We can't ignore the fact that our genre 
our love and our, our genre of, of fandom just so happens to lie with a lot of people that are very biased, a lot of people that are very sheltered, a lot of people that are very one-sided in their opinion, right? Unfortunately, also, like, that also does, it does, unfortunately, delve into race sometimes, right? But when we start talking about gender equality, 99% of comics, fantasy, anime, all fictional things are male driven. It just it just is. For every for every one female led, even every ten female led, whatever books, shows, whatever, you got at least fifty to a hundred male led things, right? Now when it comes to, to Brie Larson, again, she came off smug because she was asked she was asked questions like oh how does your your suit fit and all these other things and stuff like that which they don't ask chris hemsworth they don't ask chris evans and things they never ask rdj how does your, your suit fit on you and does it you know get your butt chafed or whatever they don't ask her but they don't ask him that they asked her that right so i understand her her gripe when it comes to to those type of things um unfortunately i mean we look at star wars Star Wars just recently in the Obi-Wan, you literally just had a black actress that is a villain. She ain't even she's done nothing but walk on screen and you had yeah. uproar. Right. So it's called we still live, we still have to be honest about where we are as a society of fans, right? And unfortunately, it's the saying is a reason is a saying for a reason, which is one bad apple spoils the bunch, right? So, unfortunately, we have that stigma as fans of comics and sci-fi and fantasy that, oh, well, you're A, B, C, and D because you like these things automatically, right? Which is why I, everywhere I go, I try to, I'm as geeky as they come, but I try to break the stigma of what a geek it is because I am an onion. There are layers to me. Me being a geek is just one layer. Right. Unfortunately, not everyone has those layers, that are different a lot of people might have layers but they, they sometimes are the same so when we start talking about stuff like um you know like you said the you know the miss marvel and it just doesn't apply to me that's the best thing that people can do but we're not trained to do that we're not trained to we're not trained to do the if you don't have anything nice to say don't say anything at all we don't live in that kind of world anymore now we live in a world that if you have something nasty to say or if you have anything to say, say it because guess what? Someone agrees with you. And while I'm all for free speech, as bad as that can be sometimes, some people's free speech because it pr promotes hate and it promotes inequality and all these different things and stupidity, if you ask me, right? Trying to act like women can't be and aren't as badass as men is stupid to me when we were earlier talking about metroid we're talking about sam's we're talking about ripley we're talking about these characters that we in our 40s grew up on that were amazing characters sarah connor and all these other characters that we grew up loving right but again for every i can name again sarah connor ripley and samus for those three we can name 10 male driven guys that that blow that that blow them out of the water you know what I'm Wood, uh charles Bronson. Uh, I mean, oh, Luke Skywalker, Darth Vader, Han Solo, like all the, like that's in one movie. Like yeah. that, those are, that's in one movie. You got Princess Leia, right? For however many years, Princess Leia was the main and female antagonist in the Star Wars mythos when she is literally surrounded, surrounded, engulfed, engulfed by males. 
engulfed by by predominantly white males. Even when even us as black men, I'm more upset that there's not more ethnicity in any of the any and all of these projects. That's the thing that where I'm at right now with it, which is like I don't even care uh, that if, if it's a male or female. I want to see more ethnic people and not necessarily just black people. Um, when we start talking about diversity, diversity matters. It just matters, and Black Panther is a clear sign of why diversity matters you know the new submariner is a clear sign of why diversity matters miss marvel is a great show the thing i loved about miss marvel was the diversity that they sh- that you're, you're completely showing me a whole way of life i know nothing about mm-hmm. i know nothing about what it, it means to be a, to go in a, 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 a mosque yeah i know i didn't know anything about the partition i didn't know anything about that I didn't know anything about that. So you're teaching me something that is so ingrained in these people's DNA at this point in time. I didn't know anything about that. It reminds mm-hmm. me of how with the Watchmen series that was on HBO, mm-hmm. there's a lot of people in the Black Wall Street. Situation. The Tulsa Massacre, yeah. The Tulsa Massacre that people, history didn't teach you about. Most history, most people can honestly say, like Tom, Tom Hanks. Came I was out. just about to say Tom, Tom Hanks, Hanks got upset about said, it. He got upset got because upset. he watched Watchmen. He was sitting there going, "Wait, this happened?" But that's because you, you, what you do, unfortunately, the the issue is right. So let's just say, like the new movie Prey, that the new the newest Predator movie, right? My son and I are huge Alien and Predator fans, right? Yeah. We love Alien and Predator. We love that mythos, right? So when you start talking about the new Prey movie, it makes sense that they would have, if they were coming to Earth to hunt. They would have came a long time ago and the people that they would have encountered were indigenous people right and then when you see that movie and you see the atrocities that was committed that they that they highlighted right when you you still when you highlight the fact that again especially during that time women were still very much secondary citizens yeah. in that culture in the native american culture women were definitely secondary citizens uh, uh, at least displayed to us yeah. In American cinema as secondary, we weren't around back then, so we don't know the, the full facts. But in, in how it's displayed, the chief was always a man and never a woman. Even if you were second in command and you were a woman, the person that was the chief was the man. Yeah. Right. And it was great that they showed native people because, again, we get to see more culture. We get to see another way that someone else has lived. The Moon Knight. Um, Moon Knight showed the same thing like we getting to know that there's not just what we call a heaven I love that that he, the, my favorite thing about Thor and Love and Thunder even though I haven't seen it was the fact that they represented all the gods there it wasn't just the the you know even though they mentioned you know the god of uh, the god of carpentry even though they mentioned what, what would essentially be Jesus they had all of these other you know religions and and faiths, that's what it all comes down to, realistically, faith, not religion, but all these different faiths represented. That's important. We live in 2022. I don't understand why we haven't gotten, especially for us fans and fanboys, so we can believe that a man um, can move things with his mind because of metachlorines, which aren't uh, a thing. We can we can believe that a man can jump over a building because the sun makes him powerful. We can believe that if we scream hard enough, our hair might turn yellow and stuff like that. We can believe and enjoy and look for those things. We can believe that, you know, 
you can a man that you know trains himself can go out every night and fight crime and still be a rich playboy in the daytime which i love that the batman showed that he, he had to he wasn't adapt at learning how to be he actually was bad at being bruce wayne right he was great at being batman he sucked at being bruce wayne he hadn't learned the balance remember like i was saying he would go out and fight crime at night come home in the morning time and now he's beat he needs to sleep but he still does has to be bruce wayne he hadn't learned how to, to balance the, the the vigilante, you know, playboy life yet. Mm-hmm. So we can believe all those things to be true, but we can't believe that a woman is is actually more powerful than that. Captain Marvel, Miss Marvel, whatever, Warbird, whatever, all the names that she's had. Carol Danvers has been one of the most powerful Avengers since the 70s, right? Um, you know, when you have Thor and Wonder Man, who's one of my favorite characters again on the Avengers, she still you forget that she was she had her own uh group of Avengers, you know, the mighty Avengers is what they were called. And she had Ares, the god of war, as one of the people on the team. Yeah. And Wonder Man, one of the people who are, are heavy hitters, she was the leader, she still was the strongest. So, like when people talk talk about Carol Danvers, oh well, they're trying to push her to be the strongest, read a book. Or show me that you show me that you 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 don't read comics without, or tell me you don't read comics without telling me that you don't read comics. Mm-hmm. Acting like Carol Danvers just got a push of power just because she's a woman. No, 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 no. It's in the comics way before any quote unquote feminist movement was being pushed up somebody's in somebody's face. Carol already was a powerful character. That's why I love what Eternals did. Eternals showed us that guess what? There's stuff that's even more powerful than Thanos out there, right? And it just is gonna is is what happens when we when they show Monica to be as strong as they portrayed her in the comics for the last fifteen years. Yeah. What then? Because because she's if you read comics, there's a, a group called the Ultimates that has America Chavez, Blue Marvel, Blue Marvel, Black Panther. Captain Marvel yeah. and Monica on there. Yeah. They're supposed to be like the people that handle the stuff that the Avengers can't handle. Right. And that's five characters, right? Yeah. And and three of them are female. Yeah. And and, and yeah. three of them are black people. Yeah. Which and I mean the thing about it is, like I said, I think for me, the biggest problem I have with the way Marvel has kind of done Carol is okay there was that period of time where it was miss marvel but of course monica was the captain marvel monica was actually the first woman to ever be captain marvel before carol got it carol didn't get it until like 2015 or so whenever cap came in monica was in the 70s she was in the 70s and she cap was like look uh why don't you have that rank of captain he's like well because the people that were over me never wanted to give me the cap rank of captain he's like you do understand i'm a rank above you right you know, you realize I can, I have pull still. It's like, the next thing you know, he got the, you know, she got the title of Captain Marvel or Captain or Captain from that because Captain Carol Danvers. Because that's what, and so then she changed her name officially to Captain Marvel at that point. But I think the thing that's really interesting, especially in the comics, is we've seen that series, we've seen her series since the, since this arc, really. You've seen a lot of cancellations, pickups, cancellations, pickups, cancellations, pickups, cancellations, pickups. Because again, kind of something you had talked about earlier, the writing isn't always there. And then you have some of these people who are writing a lot of these books, which they would come out and say stuff like, well, if you don't like my politics, don't buy my books. And you know what the problem is? People listen to you. That's the thing. I'm, that's I'm, okay, with, I'm okay with politics 
I'm okay with politics being in comics because it's it's been that way since before you and I were born. So I'm 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 okay with the I'm okay with the stuff being political. Like the, with the Sandman that just came out on Netflix, everyone's like, oh, it's it's pushing this, it's pushing that. And I was like, have you not read the Sandman? Hey, you, yeah, yeah, it, it's all never, in there. It's 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 literally all in there. Have you never heard of the Watchmen? Like, did you never did you never like comics have been showing us that like you know. This my, isn't the way. Like this, yeah. it's like like you know, fictional tales. If you watch Love, Death, and Robots on Netflix, the third season is nothing but like cautionary tales to how man is is bad and these other things. Like they're not making it up. Art is imitating life. It it is it it what people are are the reason why people are I guess sad is because they want escapism in their entertainment, and I understand that. But like you said earlier. If it's not for you, leave it alone. Right. If if you don't want a female-driven, female-led thing, and the the name She Hulk just riles you up, leave it alone. Exactly. Go watch any of the myriad of male-driven things that are out there and enjoy them. Yeah. But She Hulk is actually so far my favorite. Besides What If, because What If still is my favorite Disney Plus show. But show so far of two episodes, She Hulk is my favorite one, well, just because yeah. it's funny. And I love, I love, I collected She-Hulk as a as a kid. I was so a John like, Byrne. I was a John Byrne fan. That's what I'm saying. The John, the John, the John Byrne. Of, the John Byrne run of She-Hulk was phenomenal. Uh, and, I didn't get a chance to read, read that, a whole lot know. of Dan Slott stuff, but I know the Dan Slott stuff works a lot of the same way. It's don't still a good I'm, run. It's still a good run. I'm, the only thing I'm missing is I need some awesome, awesome Andy in there. I need some awesome Android in there at some point, but I'm, I'm probably not gonna get that. But that's okay. You know, we we might get Awesome Andy when we get FF stuff. When we get yeah. Fantastic Four, that's more of a Awesome Andy to me is more of a fan for like Mad Thinker, which we easily can get a Mad Thinker. If we have a Tony Stark in there, we definitely can get a Mad Thinker. Yeah. Um, so I'm sure we'll get Mad Thinker. We, yeah. I mean, hell, he could show up in the damn. Um, oh well, the antagonist I think of of Armor Wars, or I mean Ironheart is the Hood. Yeah. Yeah, the Hood. I'm excited yeah, for. Definitely. But, that's, I mean, a, that's a really cool character. I, I never thought we'd see Hood live action, but I'm just like, I, okay, bring, send all of it. Send all, At this point, send all of it. Again, when you look at the myriad of things that we've enjoyed, that we went through as a child of the 80s, I've watched the weirdest, craziest, downright horrible things be made into movies, uh, plural, yeah. not singular, movies, series. And you mean to tell me that you can't make this C or D list character. Marvel's already proved that wrong. The fact that you know who Rocket Raccoon and Groot are shows that they can take a C list character and make them a top tier character. Moon Knight was a D list character. Most people had no idea who the Guardians were as a whole. Yeah. The word. Guardians as a whole. Now, I was lucky because I read the first arc of the book, not written, you know, because I, because you got to go back to the fact I, I remember like, Fat Astro Guardians of the Galaxy with Charlie Seven and Starhawk, Starhawk and, Lita and all them. Yeah. 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 All, that, all that group. Uh-huh. And even uh-huh. uh we got even I think we got a hint of uh of uh what's the dog's name? I can't think of the dog because they had an iteration of the dog Cosmo. Cosmo on that team. Mm-hmm. And then later, yeah. whatever uh we got well, Cosmo was also on the team with, with Gamora and all them. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was my biggest. That was my biggest uh, gripe about the Guardians stuff is Guardians as a whole. I think was pretty spot on, except for Gamora. 
Gamora has been one of my favorite characters, like since you know Infinity Watch days with Adam Warlock. And when you call a character the most dangerous woman in the the galaxy or in the universe, and you make her the weakest character on the the team of people who are not super like humanly like, you would think that most people would say, well, probably Drax is like you know the the best like more most durable kind of person, maybe Groot. Gamora is supposed to be the nastiest person on the squad, and she's not. Which I almost wonder if maybe this is what we're gonna get in this final film of the series. Yeah, because we've got get that point of Gamora that hasn't had all that love and yeah, and all that stuff. Yeah. And I kind of wonder maybe when they're hunting her down. Let's hope. Let's hope, man, because yeah. I because knowing that um, Zoe Zaldana did Colombiana, which oh, she yeah. played. She oh. plays Gamora in that movie. She yep. plays Gamora in that movie. Yep. So knowing that she's played that role, she's she, which is probably why she got cast as Gamora in the first place. Mm-hmm. So knowing that she went from doing that movie to being, I'm the most dangerous woman in the universe and three random goons can pull me out of my cell and into the sewer where Star-Lord has to save me. Hold up. Like, no, 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 yeah. no, 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 no. Like, no. So, so to me, that's one of those things that goes back to like, why are you changing this up so much? Why? Because it would make it so like, she's supposed to be the most superior person on the squad, not the most yeah. inferior. She's so, you know, and Quill is supposed to know that she's superior to her and constantly know that he can never be as good as her. Right. You know what I'm saying? And feel like he's not good enough for her. And that drives their relationship and everything like that. Right. Not like he, you know, he saved her numerous times. And I'm like, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. She's worked for Thanos. Her, yeah. Hold on. She worked, she was raised by Thanos as a girl. And you see, you make it so that Thanos with no gauntlet is able to take on Thor, Iron Man, and Cap and hand them their collective butts. But you mean to tell me three don't forget, random? Don't, don't don't forget Hulk because yeah, he had the power glove. He had the power. He had the power gym. He gave him hands though. He, he gave him he hands. Use, yeah, but he never used the power stone. And he you mean to tell me body the Hulk just off of punches? And you mean to tell me that Gamora can't body two or three random goons that pull her out of her? She's uh, 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 hold on. What is going on here? Yeah. Like, there's no way in, in God's green earth you can tell me. That that's after you've called her the most dangerous woman in the universe, where two or three guys should be able to take her. Absolutely not. But so did they, that, did they ever call her that in the MCU? Yes, they did in the first in the first Guardians okay. movie. I had to go back to first, watch it. They, I don't remember they, they said the line. Remember when they remember when they are uh, they called her that twice, I think, okay. in the first movie. At least once. Remember when they were doing like when they had first when they were doing kind of like the roll call when they had all oh yeah 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 when they all had been captured gotcha and it, they were all had they were standing there and like you know Starlo was doing his thing and it was like Gamora daughter of Thanos the most dangerous sure. and then like I think one of the inmates had said oh it's Gamora she's the most dangerous woman in the universe like like they said it in the movie yeah right how in the world can you make it so she's so weak so I'm I'm a again. I don't necessarily need you to prop up any female character if she's not supposed to. So, like, say, like, Scarlet Witch. Everyone's like, oh, Scarlet Witch is so powerful. Like, read a book. Scarlet Witch always wasn't so powerful. So, like, I didn't actually like Scarlet Witch being as powerful as she was when she first came into the MCU, right? But because she is, she just so happens to be powerful, 
and is a Nexus being since the 80s. This isn't some new stuff. She is actually a Nexus being. She is actually super powerful. It's been that when she becomes unhinged, she goes super powerful. Since that's been a thing, it just so happens to be, you gotta show it in the comic. Like, it is what it is. I didn't like Doctor Strange just because I wanted more multiverse stuff. Yeah. I actually, I didn't want to just be like, I honestly didn't care about Wanda. I didn't care if Wanda was the, oh, she beat the Illuminati so quick, which the biggest plot hole for that is like, hold up. Well, y'all beat, y'all universe is Wanda. Y'all beat, or no, y'all didn't beat y'all universe is Wanda. Y'all beat Thanos with the gauntlet and y'all couldn't beat y'all, like Wanda made y'all look like Patsy's. Okay, because they just need to show how powerful she was. But my thing about it is it's called like, just because Wanda's powerful doesn't mean that you can't have someone stronger than her eventually. It just, it, that's not what that means. And the fact that you have a half a, of a celestial coming out of the earth shows that there's something that's bigger than Wanda in the universe. Yeah. And the multiverse, we just haven't seen it yet. And since people are impatient, they don't want to give it time to, to um, you know, to really, you know, percolate and to, to actually like, you know, show itself. So, I mean, but that's that's the the nature of what we live in now. Like I said, it's React now, it's hot takes now, and um, you know, people are are you know they can have whatever take that they want, but I don't know. I I just at this point, to be honest, I'm I'm just tired of hearing it because people are just ignoring the reality of the situation. Unfortunately, that's yeah. all. And I don't think people understand development of a character. Again, we're in two episodes or a nine episode series. Let it develop. I mean, because I, I, I've read the more recent Hulk books where they did the whole thing where Jim was in a coma. Because they know almost beat the brakes off of her. And then Bruce got beat. And then, so again, it's like, you know, you got to think about that. Put it in perspective for a second. She's so powerful. Everybody's like, oh, they're dumbing down Hulk. I'm like, Thanos gave Hulk hands too. All hands. <laughs> like, all the hands. Like, yeah. All the hands. Thanos is sitting there going, these hands. I read an E for everybody. Okay, <laughs> they look like big strong hands. Um, even she Hulk, she Hulk has been so important in, in the Avengers comic as of the last few years, as a matter of fact. Um, ever since the Empire storyline that happened like a year or two ago, she's been super important in, as an Avenger, like with the status that she's gone through and the changes yeah. that she's gone through. She just recently came back to being regular, she just yeah. so. Just so like you said earlier, so a person watches She-Hulk and they go to the comic shop and they, they pick up the newest Avenger book and they open it up and they say, oh, well, this is the She-Hulk that I just read. Yeah. So, so also, she has her own series out, which is currently dealing with like the stuff with Jack of Hearts and stuff like that, which again, if you want to go down that rabbit hole, you can go down the rabbit hole to back in the day, whenever she went nuts and during Avengers and Symbol and ripped Vision in half and all this other stuff. But you don't have to know that the story you that for that to enjoy the the, the thing yeah i mean right. it's again we live in a we unfortunately live in a society where people are gonna or they're gonna have the knee-jerk reactions and they're gonna jump you know do not pass go do not collect you know they go straight to to jail essentially um to nerd jail by jumping past all these things that they would learn if they actually took the time and did like a google pass the first two links they would know if you did more than read wikipedia you would know that um, Jennifer Walters has a story history in the MCU, is a very important character in the MCU. If she is important as the Hulk, she is not. But is she just some throwaway character? Also, no. she is not. 
Um, is Monica Rambeau a throwaway character? They tried to make her that, right? But she had very much importance in the, the 70s um, as an Avenger. Um, is Miss Marvel, is Kamala Khan going anywhere? No, she's actually a very important character into the MCU as it stands, especially when you start talking about Miles Morales and all of the younger group of characters, Ironheart. Because we know the young Avengers in some sort of fashion are coming. It's coming. Oh, it's, 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 it's coming. But um, when you start talking about Carol Danvers, as long as Brie, Brie Larson wants to play her and maybe Brie Larson will get changed up once Secret Wars hits in a couple of years, um, who knows? But Carol Danvers still is important to the mythos when you start talking about the Kree, we start talking about the scrolls, we start talking about, you know, Captain Marvel in general. Could we see finally? I think we're actually going to see Genus. We're going to see uh, Phyla Vell. We're going to see Genus Vell. Um, and you know, since they did away with the regular, like blonde hair, you know, yeah, blonde hair, Marvel, we're yeah. going to see genus. We're going to see, um, Philovel. The, the, the issue again, it goes back to the fact that when all of these, um, IPs were created, they were created by men and, and geared towards men and with the mentality of a man. Um, in a time where women's voices weren't as loud and pronounced as they are now, just that's fact. That's a fact. It's not an opinion. That is a fact, right? When you look at the history of Marvel, DC, Disney, all these other things, men were first, second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth down the line as far as power and voice, right? So when you have these characters, now if you want to make these characters more relatable to the world that we have now where everyone has more of a voice, you have to diversify. You have to change a, a gender here or there. You have to change a, um, a, a color of some skin here and there. Do I always enjoy it? I don't, right? Some things I don't enjoy, right? But uh, is make, making the ancient one a woman the most horrible thing? It is not. I no. love Tilda Swinton. I love her. Did she do an amazing job as the ancient one? Yes, she did. Um, is making death uh, a black woman on the the um, on the Sandman, the most horrible thing is that how the how it is? No. Do you know why people are in uproar? Because their wet dream of how she's been portrayed in the comics, right, and drawn a million times by so many different artists like Jim Lee that I'm wearing right now. She looks super sexy, and it's it's every goth guy's dream to have this dark haired, goth looking, skinny uh, white girl in a tank top that is a goth just like you and is, is very morbid and into death just like you. Oh, okay, that's cool. So to see someone that doesn't look like you is gonna make you feel a certain way, especially when you come up seeing it a certain way. I get it. I didn't want them to make Heimdall black. I didn't want that. I didn't want them to make Heimdall black. Why? Because guess what? It goes against the fact that the Norse are supposed to be who these people, you know, and okay, those are pr predominantly white people. So yep. I'm, I'm okay with that, right? But like when they made Michael B. Jordan the Human Torch, I was like, "That's cool." So you made them adopted brother and sister. That he his last name is still Storm, right? Okay, because it's not like their blood makes them do anything particular because of their blood. Right. You know, it's not like Luke and Leia, where it's like, "Oh, we're the children of Darth Vader," so our blood makes us a certain kind of way. Our, right. It's in our bloodline to be Jedi or yep. to have the metachlorian type thing. Versus we're just brother and sister because we grew up together and we are brothers. We were adopted and we we both went to space or whatever and got our powers. I didn't watch the Fantastic Four movie. I didn't watch that because when I saw Dr. Doom, 
I was like, hell no. But again, it's about, is the story good? Is the story good? Is the story good? Put whoever you want in there. If the yeah. story sucks, then story sucks. Like, again, is, is Holly Berry a, a bad actress? She's not. She has an Oscar to prove that she's not, right? She's not a bad actress. Did she have a bad script? Sure. Is is every Marvel anything a hit? It is not. Have I loved every single thing? I didn't even really like WandaVision. I thought it was pretty boring at, at, at first. The first two episodes I could have done without, right? I like the overall story, but I could have done without those first two episodes. I almost stopped watching. I was like, man, if this if we have another episode like this, episode two, I'm out. I don't want to watch this anymore. I was like, I'm, I can't take another six, five, whatever episodes of that. Right. So all I want at this point now, Will, is I just want good storytelling. That's it. Put whoever you, you want in there. Why? Because guess what? When you and I walk out these doors, we're going to see a little bit of everybody. Unless you live in some very remote, isolated, uh, closed off town. I live in New York City. When I walk down the street, I see everyone. Yep. Anyone could be a superhero. Anyone could have special abilities. Anyone could be a team or family or any of these type of things. So when you show me something like that, that shows up in um, my entertainment, I'm all for it. Are women amazingly powerful and smart and, and brave and all these different things? Of course they are. Are men the same way? Of course they are. are. Women Can women be weak and cowardly and all these other things? Of course they can. So can men. So you can show men and women any kind of way that you want. You know what I'm saying? Why? Because that's how they show up in real life. You can show people from different walks of life, different sexual orientations, spiritual faiths, all these, you know, uh, you know, economic statuses. You can show anyone, any color, all those people in any of those statuses. Why? Because those people exist in real life, especially when you're talking about fiction. This is the thing that, that trips me out is we're, we're talking about fiction. You know, it's like Alan Iverson said, like, we're talking about practice. We ain't talking about the real game that really matters. We're talking about something that's like that don't matter. Practice. So we're talking about fiction, something that that we care about it but it's not a, actually a real thing. Right. Right. Isn't, we can't go out there and look in the sky and see Captain Marvel or Fort Thor or any of those type of things. We just can't as much as we wish we could. So I'm, I'm in this, the, 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 the um, mindset of give it all to me. Just give it all to me. As long as you make it good, give it all to me as a fan. Look at how we live at the time we live in. We can sit and we can actually, we this whole time we've talked about gaming and comics and stuff like that rewind 40 years 30 years ago you couldn't do it the way that we can right now you couldn't do it you just couldn't you could not you couldn't do it so i'm so happy that we live in the times that we live in where everyone's voice everyone's representation can be seen and heard again if you don't like it fine watch whatever you want to watch it's if you don't want it like that's fine what you should, what these people should be doing is they should actually be trying to promote the things that actually align more with their way of thinking, being, and seeing themselves in the world instead of trying to demote something that they don't even like. Like, I, I don't like mayonnaise. I'm not, I'm not going to be holding up a sign in front of the subway <laughs> and be like, don't put mayonnaise on your sandwich. How dare you put mayonnaise? Down with Hellman's. Down with them. <laughs> down with Cool Whip. Down, down with them. Or well, whichever one. Uh, I don't know. Whichever the man is, I suppose. Something with. I got you. I'm not going to. I'm not going to be out promoting that. 
I'm just gonna be like, oh well, mustard is tight. I put mustard on mine, so like, give me some mustard. I, yeah. you know, I like that. That's what I like. Give me some honey mustard. That's what I'm. I'm you not don't have, if you don't have burgers at your restaurant, I'm okay with eating a salad if that's what you've got. I'm okay with eating. Or it's called. Guess what? Let me go to a different restaurant. Exactly. Right. Let me go to a different restaurant. We we collectively as a human as a human race haven't grasped that ideal, which is it's called if if it doesn't align with me. I can just move on to the next thing that does align with me. We live in it's 2022. I'm going to always say that when anyone talks to me about this type of stuff, you have options. You There are billions. At this point, there are billions of options that can give you exactly what you want as far as anything that you want. Clothes, entertainment, all that stuff. Go ahead. Yep. I'm just going to wrap here. I want you to quickly tell the people where they can find your stuff, find your artwork, find anything they want to find with you. Um, AntonioClark.com is my website. Uh, Antonio.Clark.Art are my um, Twitter and um, Instagram handles and everything like that. Art of Antonio Clark on Facebook um, is where you can see some more of my artwork. Feel free to um, hit me up. Um, again, uh, search me on YouTube. Um, Drawing Antonio is a six-minute documentary that was made about me. Uh, if you got a couple minutes, enjoy that. Um, it's been a pleasure sitting here talking with you. Well, it really has, man. Say